Welcome to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. I am your host, Jamie Wills, as per usual, joined by Irishman and very handsome chap as well, Daniel Bassett. Is it, am I ill? Like, or something? Where, where, where did this come out? In like, respect, it would be me that would be ill in that case, not yourself, okay. Dan. Okay, um, we only have a wonderful, wonderful guest this week. Wonderful yeah, but... guest. Well, don't go just, just, I've got a joke. Don't just do some just yet. Okay, go on. <laughs> They uh they've recreated the pipey figures of old, which we'll come to, but they're Australian, so it's very strange to recreate this style because normally Australians like Barbies. Anyone? No, I I, I got it. I can... Oh, good, <laughs> uh, good. We got Adam from Drunk Shop Dog. Uh, do- how you doing? Yeah, well, hope hope you guys are as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, no one laughed at my jokes. So I'm a bit down, but apart from that, I'm good. I'm good. Must have just been the microphone not working again. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we we bring on the kindest of guests. Kindest of guests. There's the sort of guests that we we a attract and b we enjoy as well. Um, yeah. Very much so. Very much Adam, so. we're really keen to get you on because um, obviously you hit you hit the headlines in the last couple of weeks um, with obviously mainly your, your figures that you've a love letter to the popey figures of old, uh, which we'll, we'll we'll come to later on. We've seen some companies in the past do love letters to to Hasbro's. Um, some have been less of a love letter, more of a snuff movie to Hasbro's. But what what you what you decided to do with Popies is, well, you're obviously going to it a bit more yourself, but it, it is a love letter. It's a homage to that, and and you've recreated it well, brilliantly from what, from what we can see. Oh well, well thanks for that. Um, but yeah, that 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 is that is the aim. Um, I know it's I know it's probably even put us even deeper of a niche than than the Hasbro style, but um, but yeah, that that's the you know since being interested in Japanese wrestling figures, which now has has been a significant amount of time, that is the one line of figures that both the not not just the figure style because we do like we do love soft vinyl and there's there's soft vinyl all over our house, not just um not just wrestling ones. But um, but the backstory to to the figure line itself and uh, the mystery that surrounds it still is um is something that fascinates us as well. I mean, mystery is probably the the key word for that because I'd say the biggest grey area in a lot of collectors, mainly ones maybe based in the UK and some parts of the US, I'd say, would be these early wrestling figures that we would have seen. Um, no, I see a bit, bit more of detail from yourself, but the rumors to be like one of the first wrestling figures made. Yeah, and and I think, as as you said, it is a bit of a grey area. Uh, if you ask myself, I'd say the the sixty nine bull marks that were also out of Japan were probably the first first line. I mean, there's there's been wrestling toys as long as there's been wrestling. Um, but I'd say the bull marks are the first, but I don't think there's anything else between it, at least as a, at least as a line. Um, there, there were 
there were once offs. There, there's a lot of fun little Japanese toys. If you, you know, if you go through a, a if you're lucky enough to visit Japan and, and go to Todokan or, or have a look through the many Instagrams of a lot of great Japanese wrestling figure collectors. And, um, but not, nothing that probably constitutes a line or even a, or even a figure. Um, so the poppies were, were significant in the sense that uh, they came on card as opposed to being bagged. Uh, it was a line of 10 uh, and it, predominantly consisted of foreigners as well so that that's where it it starts to enter the um the the western wrestling collectors psyche even if they weren't available at the time that makes sense. i mean because yourself being being based over in australia did you do you maybe see these a bit more frequent because you're, you're around our age i guess are you sort of mid mid 30s very kind of you i'm i'm 39 uh, yeah, um, it's still mid thirties, depending on how bad at maths you are. Yeah, you know, you're lo- you're looking well, but <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's the mustache. It's the mustache, isn't it? He pulls it off well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, no, it, it's not really a location thing. I think it's it, it was because it, it, we didn't really find out much about these other than their existence until um we really started to dig and that was probably about uh, six or seven years ago. Um, and, it, and it actually started as, as a result of a, um, a search for more Hasbros really, because at that point I was really into collecting those and found that there were Japanese sellers that, that had a bunch of them and stashed from, you know, the nineties mm. and, they, and they, at that point, they dribbled them onto eBay. I've noticed them, as you see, from Japan, Adam Barnes. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah, it was it was unreal. And there were, we, I got really lucky uh, in terms of finding those just before they kind of got splashed all across eBay. And thankfully, I, I think uh, the funding of the Brody figure, you know, is thanks in part to um, to buying those when I could. But um, it was around that time as well, Um just trying to find those avenues and, and finding out more about these figures and um, finding out about Cara pros and, and, um, and yeah. And, and that's when the, the, I started to really dig deep into the poppies I, because of that, um, that mystery about it allegedly being the first Hogan figure. I, I you know, I, I knew a little bit about it, but, um, but the more, the more you dig, the more you love. And um and I've mentioned this on a few other podcasts and everything and on our socials, but we are hoping to eventually tell the story of, of these figures and other Japanese figures uh, in documentary form at some point. So hopefully the, the picture becomes a lot clearer to, uh, to Western collectors as we go through this journey as well. That'd be amazing. That, that'd be amazing because it's, it's a whole missing part to figure collectors. We see them, we like them. I'd say, being perfectly honest, and this is no slight on you, in the last two weeks, you've probably had your most amount of press, which will lead us naturally to our next question. Like, so more people, more people, more eyes on product. That's great for you. And more eyes on the history of figures and Japanese wrestling as well, which we saw a little bit ourselves this side of the world when the Hayabusa figure came out, because Hayabusa was just 
a kind of a concept, a cool looking thing, a fella that was in ECW for a, a wet minute. And then Brett FMW came on the Jella podcast and it was fantastic to, to go back and look through and how popular all that was. So like there's such a dearth of information from yourselves and people like you that um, we I think you will hook a lot of people with Mr. Hogan. Well, and we felt like that was a really good, uh, I, I guess, a gateway to, to these kind of figures uh, from two points of view, obviously the history of, of the original Hogan, um, as well as it being, yeah, an opportunity for us to get more eyes on the product. And, and hopefully that's, that's succeeded and continuing to succeed. And I think by, by the end of this journey, I mean, we're, we're still finding out a lot about these figures as well. Um, and the the making of them and how they were made and and what was potentially to come next. So um so hopefully you know we can all learn together. And I feel like through our Instagram we've we've done a lot of that with um with our followers, which um yeah it makes us feel really good that people are along for the ride. Yeah, yeah no, certainly. Say you say gateway, and it's that's exactly what it was because. As far as I was concerned, uh, JSD was a concept far away of a bit of wrestling I'm not usually interested in and a figure style I'm not usually interested in. Then Hogan came along and I started looking on your Instagram and I started looking backwards and I started looking at who you've released already and how I would be a in and out New Japan fan. I get a lot of flack from listeners for that. Um, and then when I saw the Takagi figure, I was like, oh, oh I really like all of these. <laughs> because <laughs> looking at like the lineup that you've had from like series one and and the uh, series two is it wave one or whatever you prefer to it as um it's a lot of gaps filled in the, the previous um poppy line as well as remakes of of old so terry funk is probably the best example where you had a, a great terry funk poppy back in the day and then you've updated it so much so that for me i was like is this the junk shop dog one, or is this the original? It's it, it fits in there seamlessly. Well, well, that's the aim. I mean, we we obviously want to put our own spin on things, so we're not held to certain rules. But by the same token, we we feel as though we can make it at least at least close enough that it fits in with with your poppies, if if that's what you collect. Or um, in the case of the Hogan, I mean, the the cost of a Poppy Hogan is is outrageous, and that's even if you can find one. So we hope that uh, for those that that can't attain that or can't find one, that it's a you know it's a nice little placeholder, or, or it sits in your collection instead. Yeah, I mean, also like the the Hogan we saw revolved, and people that look at the the updated one that we saw revealed last week um the first talking point i'd say is the hair people thought oh, it was very golden the hair but then if you go back and look at the original it was the exact same color and the same shine it's quite random for us to see a golden wrestling figure after recent news that we've heard about other companies but i said the uh, the hair on the on the hogan spot on compared to the original yeah and and that's that's one of the things that we feel we can kind of do that 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 makes it different to other figures and that, and that's um, give it more of a, a soft vinyl look. And, and I mean, soft vinyl is such a massive part of, of Japanese toy 
um, history. I mean, it's basically what kids were playing with in the sixties and seventies and eighties. And now it's, it's, it's both that and a, it's a nostalgia product. It's an art product. And, um, and we hope that we can bring a few bits and pieces from that uh, over to, to our line and maybe get the attention of some soft vinyl collectors as well. So, so like the, the gold on the, on the Hogan uh, hair, which aside from being a, 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 a trade of the original poppy, we feel as though it's something that, that is, a, is a soft vinyl thing. The pearlescent paint on Aja Kong is something that you wouldn't normally see on a, on a wrestling figure, but you would see on a soft vinyl. It works. And, um, it really works. Yeah, yeah, we're we're stoked yeah. with that figure as well, and and um and we hope to to you know like little bits like um the way that figures can be clearly spray painted um and have that kind of the spray paint look um we think is something that will that will add in in parts as well. So um so yeah, we we just want to make a a figure that's not just um appealing to wrestling figure collectors, but to soft vinyl collectors as well. And um, the feedback that we have got from, from soft vinyl collectors has been pretty good as well. So I think like one of the thing from wrestling figure collection uh, collectors is, is one thing that people tend to dislike is, is variants, but apart from when the variants work. And I think having one Hogan variant as a homage to the original and then having one in his iconic, yellow trunks and with the with the red knee pads um it's a great touch it makes complete sense to have two variants obviously hogan fans will buy anything with hogan's face on it as you could tell it was collections back in the 90s and there was like mold your own belt and shit like <laughs> with picture of hogan's <laughs> face on it so i think like was, was that obviously your intention for it was to have like look we have a homage to him and then we can have that iconic look yeah, and and I think we're we've got a little bit of a different stance with variants. I think, um, and we did have a couple of lim- limited ones earlier. Uh, we will have an, more limited ones when um when Matt Cardona comes out. But three, um, is it three? Is it three variants? Yeah, three, yeah. three. So um, we're not really going to be bound to saying, oh, we don't like variants, but more we'll probably make more variants going forward that aren't limited. So we're not held to those numbers. So if, so we might put out a, like, for example, I I don't think we've made any secret that when uh, the destroyer comes out, there'll be multiple types of, of, um, of variants. They're just not going to be limited. So. Yeah. I I think the cynicism comes from the limiting of, because it's. Yeah. Yeah. Charge a premium when we know like how much it costs to produce. Yes. You're entitled to eat. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and there's there's not going to, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say that we're never going to do that again. But um, but I think more going forward, and and with Destroyer, with Jonah, um, there there will be multiple colorways when it comes out. They're just not going to be limited, so it's not going to be a oh you have to get it now. You know, if you like the first one, we'll come back and come back and get another, or you can take your pick. But um, but to go back to the question, I, I think um, yeah, it was to give Hogan some identifiability with people that haven't seen him wrestle in Japan. Um, plus, I think to just put out the black tights probably ignores a great deal of what he did in Japan. I mean, yes, he wasn't doing regular New Japan tours through the nineties, 
but he did wrestle quite a bit there and he was still a big deal over there and it was all done in the in the yellow and red so i feel like that that's just a, a bit of a um a tip of the the hat to to what he managed to do from about 1990 to to 94 95 he um more japan match that comes to mind is him versus the great muta and I think mm. he was wearing those trunks. I was wearing yeah, the yep. yeah the standard trunks then. Anyway, he could work. Yeah, he could. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly could. Why would you when you can pose and do it? Yeah. Well, that be what he's his work either as well. Like in fairness, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so with with the with the Hogan. So, how did the? Obviously, guessing the idea. Every every wrestling figure dream maker is to have someone as big as Hogan. He's probably the, the creme de la creme is need to get. So how does it work? How did you reach out or what was the logistics of the whole, of the whole deal? Um, uh, I think we're really lucky that, I mean, we're still, we're still trying to find <clears throat> our market in Japan, but, we have some very good contacts over there and that's where it started. So uh, wrestling, uh, sorry, WWE uh, merchandise. There's a lot of Japanese exclusive stuff. Um, (coughs) Pardon me. Uh, I think you probably would have seen the Medicom figures uh, that are uh, larger scale. Um, So they've, They've done those with WWE. Uh, there's quite a few companies over there, like um, Hao Ming and and Two Platoons, that that uh, do WWE merchandise. It's completely exclusive to Japan. So we were lucky enough to be connected in that way. And I know it sounds like a strange way to go about it, but Australia to the USA via Japan. But um, but those companies do, that um, that work with WWE in Japan. And and the licensing of over there were the ones that were able to get us in contact with the um with the licensing folk in Japan, and, and that's how it all came to pass. I know I know it's it's not a sexy kind of a story, but it's just <laughs> glamour a, it's, up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, look, I, mean, I, I will say I really like multiple borders and lots of admins. So no, yeah. I, I I this is. <laughs> Look, I'd love to say that you know we just lobbed up at Hogan's Beach Shop and 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 hit up um, Terry himself, but um, no, there's there's no you're such at, story. You're, but, at, you're um, at a Brooke Hogan concert and Hogan was just there next to you. He was. Let me tell you something, and that's what happened. That's what happened. For me, like, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to say that um, you know he approached me and said, "Hey, you're not," but um, no, there's there's no there's no such. Um, Glamour story. It's uh, it's just uh, some of our uh, uh, well-connected friends in in Japan were, who were using the WWE license were able to use those same connections to to help us out. Awesome. A lot, a lot of my friends just be lucky if they buy you a sausage roll. So you're good friends. <laughs> yeah, you've got good friends. Like. <laughs> so would, would that work the same with like future WWE figures? To so say if like as the exclusive merch, but a porcelain out of the air, say Charlotte Flair. Um, if you want to do a Charlotte Flair figure, or um, even current legends that are on, say Macho and Andre have been passed around more than my mum at the moment, haven't they? So I think um, I don't know how it would work with <laughs> with that. 
Oh, and look, I'm I'm just gonna let the uh, mum comment through the keeper, but um, <laughs> but uh, she yeah, loves it. So, she loves it. So so when I say when I I told my fairly drab story of of how we got the connection now. Now that is that is a connection to a, a proper licensing company, and and everything's done by the book, and everything. It's it's now a case of yeah. It, each time we've got an idea, we propose it to the WWE. Um, at which point they you know they provide all the the materials and everything that, that you know to make it happen. Um, pending you know approval of of the look and and all of that kind of thing so yes uh this the plan for us at least is that this isn't a once-off and there's others in the works that we're working on at the moment and no, no chance of an L exclusive for 3poa no i was that <laughs> no <laughs> I, I mean there's, there's what i will say is that there's nothing else that that's 100 percent approved like hogan is okay Right. And uh, it kind of le- leads me quite naturally. And I think uh, there's been some online commentary about it. You've definitely seen the cars because the poppy cars are so cool. Good they are. Like, and then the, this is personal. Like to me, like I think is, uh, and is there an opportunity to do it on the poppy card alongside it? Or is the card, the card, the cards, the card, uh, uh, such a such a licensing deal doesn't come without its restrictions. So even to the point where there are actual actual figure concepts that have been rejected. So we are we are bound by the same rules as as every other WWE uh, licensee, yeah. and you'll see that that pretty much every WWE figure, in some way, shape, or form, uses that that graphic scheme yeah. and uh and we're no different yeah yeah yeah, yeah we've seen it recently <laughs> over here we had um some figures that well even figures really it was like a hulk hogan face mask and, and the hands and there's also some of john cena as well which a wwe licensed merchandise but at the same time it was exactly the same format of of the backing card that you've got so imagine any outside company that are going to do it i.e from the uk from Australia from Japan will have to have a similar a similar backing card because that's just their standard look at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I think um, you know, I, I think our best uh not there's no apples for apples comparison with us, but if you look at um, for example, the the Hogan that Medicom put out uh not long ago, uh the graphic scheme on on their topping card, because they've got the plastic bag mm-hmm. like the um the original bull marks, you'll find that the the graphic scheme is is very very similar to ours. Lovely, and I think um, yeah. Obviously, any plans for future WWE figures would be would be great. Obviously, they've got their own Bendy's line, um, which is not too dissimilar from the Popies, but it's also far away enough that you can tell the difference. If that makes complete sense, to, I'm sure it does to you, but um, to the normal person. So, um, and in regards to these figures, so as you say, they're exclusives or. Japan have the, have the rights to certain things. Is it something that you could scope into having retailers in in like the UK or not sure how it's working with the US as well? Yeah, I, and when I say Japan only, I, I was more talking about stuff that's come out in the past. Uh, yeah. Yes, we we are more than happy to take wholesale orders on these figures. There you go. 
we we know some people I mean, people that are excited to to get involved with this because i think it's it seems to be the common thing at the moment especially since the hogan one i think i first saw it when we saw the the silver brody that you guys did and i think some people were after that and there was no all they could get it from was was from yourself but obviously you're based in australia you ship from the us am i right in saying that no i'm from australia it's from australia okay yeah um yeah. Yes, obviously, to get to the UK, obviously, costed for postage is quite a lot, which there is quite a few collectors over here. So to have distribution in the UK is probably massive for us. And um, how is it working in America? Are you having much luck with distribution there? Um, There's been discussions with with a number of wholesalers, and there are some small retailers that take our product uh, everywhere, actually, uh, Japan, Canada, Canada. and in the United States, but um, yeah, we're, we're, I mean, particularly when, when going back to the Brody, we were, we were still finding ourselves um, and where we sat for, from a retailer point of view and a wholesaler point of view, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're really, you know, open to, um, to discussions about um, wholesaling any of our products there. There's no, we're not bound by any, um, uh, restrictions at least when it comes to the united states the uk that kind of thing with with this product so yeah we're we're more than happy to talk no oh, perfect and um how many like figures or how many series per year can you guys get what's we'll sort of the, the plan what's the forecast for it um i mean it's it's on a license to license basis so but we're trying to to get i mean in a perfect world we'll be getting out a series a year um, but I'm sure that you've heard enough sob stories from manufacturers and and no. figure makers that <laughs> never. <laughs> oh, oh, look, I... <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say that that there's plenty of plenty of truth in that one. So um, but and I know that we had a massive gap um prior to um uh, prior to putting out um Tiger Mask and and Arja Kong. And a lot of that was to do with the the length of um, production, but um, but we're doing our best to to try and work around that um, in terms of having maybe having a having a couple of figures come out at a time rather than three or four. Um, working with other figure companies or other figure factories, so that um so that there's not that weight. So um so uh, again we're we're still finding our feet a little bit, but the aim is to to get somewhere between six and 10 figures out a year, just so people don't forget about us. Yeah. And that, that makes complete sense. I think you forget about being forgotten about is probably the worst because you guys don't tend to get involved in, let's say any of the drama, should we say there's no, there's no way anyone that has any complaints about, about yeah. junk shop dog you tend to find. No, they seem to have the reputation as an actual adult. <laughs> <laughs> well done on being an adult. <laughs> Well, thank you. Not, not, not a puppy, I guess. So no, just wrap it up and on the top again. You want to say anything bad about another figure company? How's <laughs> your chance? How's your chance? <laughs> I'm, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, lead time for for these figures. So, you mentioned the the Cardona one um, that we got coming out from his time in DDT, I assume. Um, what's the, the what's that? Sorry. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Matt Cardona. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the, the lead time from 
say you get the green light to get this figure produced, you've released the prototypes um, until the figure hits doormats. What's sort of the steps and what's the what's the lead time for it? Uh, this well, the yeah, the steps are. Um, it, it's actually interesting in that that's the that's one of the figures that we've um, looked to use another uh, manufacturer with. So it's a, a little bit of a suck it and see. Um, we're really lucky that we can use the same 3D designer. So nothing's going to be lost in terms of detail. Um, it's, it's just whether we can have another factory working simultaneously. But ultimately, um, and Matt was really good in terms of um, giving us all of the elements and the, uh, the, the, um, the costumes and all that kind of stuff ahead of time. To, to help us do as much as we can. I so said, I think you said you had one in your, 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 your views of it in your possession before he wore it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> really, really lucky in that regard. Yeah. And, and he was, he was really good in, in terms of uh, getting that stuff to us and, and uh, working with TD, TTD to get all the graphics to us and all that kind of thing. So that that's given us a massive leg up Um so with, with that in mind, we're hoping, and, and this is, I could make a right fool of myself here, but, um, but we're I've got, I've got to... an edit button. If you do make a fool of yourself, <laughs> just let me know. Okay. We'll edit that. No, no, this, <laughs> time will be the judge of this one, but, um, but we hope to, to have something on the streets, you know, hopefully within about nine to 10 months of that first DDT uh, appearance. I think um, it was mentioned before, I can't remember where I heard it, but is it a case of you'll either only do guys that have wrestled in Japan or is it only attires that you'll do from people that wrestle in Japan or are you not limiting yourself? Or It's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Uh, we really would like to try and cover off on um, wrestlers that have at least had one match in Japan and um, and going back to those approvals, you'll, you'll see what I mean, hopefully down the track, but, um, and, and again, yeah, how they, how they looked when they wrestled in Japan. So hopefully that gives us a point of difference. And I know that, you know, the, the yellow and red Hogan is, is <clears throat> pretty standard fare for a Hogan, but uh, the aim going forward is to have something that people can pick up and, and say, well, you know, there's no other figure like this in our collection. Yeah. And um, and hopefully by virtue of them having that Japanese look, um, that gives us that point of difference. Well, so the card donor one in particular, was he, he, he dressed up as Bowser, I believe, at, at DDT. Yeah. It's confusing, TTD and DDT. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, he come out to the ring with... Steph Delander, who's obviously Australian native as well, dressed as Princess Peach. Is there scope for that down the line as well? Um, I won't say no, but um, but at this point, uh, nothing's in the works. In the works. And um, you get the entrance, and that's not a, that's not a knock well. on step. Sorry. No, no, yeah, no. We didn't expect it. I think she's doing. Doing great work. I was a fan of hers, mm. and she was Persia Peralta in, in NXT. I think um, really excelled herself. Because you tend to find a lot more Australian wrestlers come into their own a little bit more when they leave WWE and they do a bit more tour. Dan's a big fan of the Iconics or the Inspiration. Massive, massive. The most underused uh, female wrestlers in so long. They're both so talented. 
because it's not a villager bell to bell. Sorry, Japanese style. <laughs> but like those those girls um just brought us to the table proper entertainment. Like um so love to see them back somewhere with a bigger platform in years to come. Please God, they're very young. Um, kind of, I have, I have a question in from a listener, um, if you don't mind as well as, um, how do, like the Takagi figure, etc., how does that work with their New Japan contracts? Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know how it works with their New Japan contracts. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I, I know that, so we do a, <clears throat> we did a deal for one figure with New Japan. Um, and, and that is a, that is a bound contract and, um, very, very proper. You had the art um, didn't you, on the box? Am I right in saying that? Sorry, what was that? Yeah, you had like a new Japan. Yeah. So recently, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fully licensed. It's all, it's all done by, it's all done through new Japan, uh, not with Shingo himself. Okay. So, um, so at least with the, um, at least with the Japanese-based New Japan wrestlers, everything needs to go through the office. I know things are a little looser. You see some some New Japan uh, guys get you know micro brawlers and and um, and retros and that kind of stuff, where it's a little bit looser with the foreigners. But I know all the Japanese wrestlers are uh, uh, are through the New Japan office. Um, the contract was signed with New Japan. We pay New Japan the the royalty and and. Yeah, it works like that. That said, um, they do consult the wrestler in terms of, are you happy with how the figure looks? Are you happy with how the carding looks? Um, and we offered some some carding options. <coughs> Pardon me. And um, and he did yeah make a make a choice, and he did ask for the the red carding. Um, oh. on the on the packaging as well he chose the the you know the headshot that that we put on the on the figure and um yeah so yes it's very by the book but by the same token they do allow if if desired uh their wrestlers to get hands on with with the look and feel of the figure okay, so I, i'm going to infer this and do some terrible journalism now and say that other New Japan talent because I'm very excited for more figures of some of the top guys in New Japan, which don't don't have as many figures for the stardom that they bring. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. There's about six or seven of them. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and we, to, hope, we hope sorry, to do I was, that. I was going to say, so you tend to see as well, apologies for cutting you off, um, before we get into um, the point about more New Japan ones as well, but a lot of the guys come over to AEW into America and become more mainstream as well. So is that, we'll come to the other questions as well. So is that something that you guys to, to sort of essentially jump on if someone's doing a one, like a forbidden door appearance? Oh, I, I, I think so. I mean, you know, any, any attention on the figure line is, um is appreciated, but I think, I think those things are done so quickly that it probably doesn't lend itself particularly when we're looking to, uh, you know, as, as we learn, as we go, it's, it's, it's a much safer move to announce your figure a lot closer to release. So one thing we've learned yeah. yeah. music, music to our ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and we've been guilty of that as well. So, um, so it's, it's, 
it's probably going to be one of those things where it's it's more luck as in okay well this person's been booked on on forbidden door well let's let's maybe you know put put an announcement ahead a week or two you know ahead of what we normally would but i don't think we'd be making figure announcements you know in reaction okay no shotgun pre-orders or anything i understand yeah yeah no it's because like, it, wrestling moves so fast like some guy came to wwe and supposedly the deal took a week i know everybody was talking about it for three months beforehand but like and that is how fast it moves with contracts and that kind of stuff so it, it wouldn't necessarily be possible because what will happen is oh and hopefully you do get someone like but like okay okada is finished up and he's going to aw and then you go and announce okada and it takes a year to get from announcement to thing and you know everybody's and then i've seen it happen to other figure lines i'm not going to mention them particularly because it's not fair because they're they're decent is that um they've announced the line way too early taking pre-orders for it way too early their legit figure line but the excitement is gone and the sales are gone i think potentially or my guess would be that the sales are going down for the simple fact that there's no attention on the line. So like that kind of thing probably would happen. It's like you get excited about you announcing an Okada figure and then you can't be that excited constantly for you. <laughs> the thunder's gone. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and that's something that we were really, we wanted to be really careful with, with um, Hogan is that um, these figures are, are very close to being completed. So it's not a it's not an announcement, pre-sale, production, release. These are well into production and they will be the next figures of ours on the boat. So we I know this is the first time we've done a pre-sale and um we wanted to be really, really careful with how we did it. So um so yeah, we we, we just would wanna... focus the would focus the mind as well in case he did anything in the intervening time. <laughs> Well, you did say Forbidden Door, didn't you? <laughs> um, does he look at something that have been released in the line already or upcoming that have been announced? Um, Dynamite Kid, obviously his music to our ears, who um, sort of generated, is ahead of his ahead of his time when it comes to wrestling. A lot of the wrestling style nowadays is based on Dynamite Kid and a lot of the wrestling styles that we see is based on the work that he did in Japan mainly as well. Go back and look at it. It's yeah, incredible body of work um, for Dynamite Kid. Um, Anita is probably one of the best looking figures I've seen in that style. Looking at the color scheme, it's so simple but so well done. LOD, you look at LOD as well. Like that's they're not easy to get right. LOD, I find you see it done wrong quite a lot of times, but their face paint just looks so. Simple but so Legion of Doom. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of hard to explain. The one off the Instagram that gave me goosebumps because I remember um LOD in Japan. Eurosports used to have this stupid splice, both all Japan and New Japan program with Stato commentating actually. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they were on it, or, or Hawk was anyway. And uh, oh, it gave proper goosebumps of childhood memory I hadn't thought of in 30 years. It was amazing. Like, um, what would you say out of all the figures that you've done, you've been, you sort of like take a look back and you think, right, that's my proudest moment of, of doing figures. We, we nailed that. Um, oh, look, I, I feel like there's there's not a figure we're unhappy with. Um, and, and each of them, 
Ma has a, a kind of, I, I hate to sound like too much of a wanker, but they've, they've all got their own kind of little story to them. Cause obviously Brody was the first one and um, has an important, you know, place for us. And, and, um, and as the, the story around the poppy figures develops, you know, there'll be more, there's more to that story as well um, that even we didn't know at the time. Um, I think, um, yeah, ha having, having the road worries is a big deal from, you know, getting attention to the line. Um, I think our female figures aesthetically are the two that, um, that really get people's attention and, and they look having, having the bright colors on the figure, uh, funnily enough, having them on the, the bright pink packaging, actually they complement each other rather than, um, clashing, but, um, but yeah, and, and and then having um having Tiger Mask is such a big deal for us because it 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 complements Dynamite Kid. Um, we added the little the, we added the cape, which is something that um I know we don't normally do entrance attire, but it was something that was on the Poppy anime uh, Tiger Mask. So um and then. And then obviously, you know, getting licenses with New Japan and, and WWE as well are, are massive milestones for us. So, um, and then, you know, other stuff like having, you know, Terry Funk in the line. I mean, for, for mine, one of the, if not the greatest wrestler of all time and having him in two different ways and knowing that he was, you know, that he was cool with the figure and, and um, yeah, I, I I know that doesn't really answer your question, it, but it doesn't in the sense of <laughs> happy with all of them. I mean, if you look at depending on personal preference, but the ball Nakanu that um you guys have done, it's just so much detail on, on such a small figure, if that makes sense. And I think it'll probably looks more in scale with like the Hasbro's than the cello one does, if that makes sense, size wise. Oh, I th I think it's I think it's just a case of, um, yeah, I, I, ball, ball's a funny one because it does have a lot more detail than an original poppy, but hopefully we've kept it simple enough that it fits in. And, and that's, that's basically our MO, make, make things look bright and colourful and attention grabbing, but keep them very simple. Simple and effective is... Um... The, honestly, the best way to go for wrestling figures. Nothing annoys me more than when people overdo things and it ends up taking too long to do and too costly. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense um, from that. But um, we did do Q and A's on our uh, on our Facebook for you as well, which we can uh, have a look at now. Just around the interview off for you there. Um, Mickey Matthews was up first, who um, buys all of your stuff as he buys every every wrestling figure going. Um, it's put as yeah, most of you know. Mickey, I wish I had money. We just have pro wrestling tees, eight dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, go to shop at pro wrestling tees slash three poa. There you go. Um, <laughs> Mickey has put uh, as most of you know. I'm a big fan of Junk Shop Dog and have two of everything in the regular figures. He has, re uh, he has released. My biggest problem is the cost of getting them to the UK, which is what we discussed before. He mentioned rock and roll collectibles from there. He then goes on to say, "Is the Mondo Trash Toy Line still going ahead of the?" New Japan Pro Wrestling and the WWE franchise. Uh, yes, it is still going. We're, we're very happy to say. Um, I guess that that uh, social has been a bit quiet just because there's, there's been not a lot to 
not a lot to add, but um, but I have a FedEx box downstairs with some samples, so um, I'm looking forward to to seeing how they look, and um, and I know it's a bit like um, you know, Brody first time around because there's only one figure at this point announced, uh, one figure that we're working on, so. You know, there's not multiple things to report or multiple things to show, but um, very much going ahead with that. And um, and all going well, uh, John Waters will be the next figure to come out after Hogan. Well, so you tend to find that, because normally the um, position or normally the stance that new, new tour makers will make because they'll go, have all this information, have 50 figures that we're about to release in the next umpteen amount of years. Um, whereas your approach, as you mentioned, was just, Here's a Brody figure that we're doing, as you said, as close to release as possible, which it's great in the sense of people aren't going, what, how, what, what about that figure that you announced three years ago? Where's What about that figure you announced four years ago? Inspires, Instead of that, yeah, it inspires confidence in people. That's what I mean. And people just go, oh, great, he's doing this. Oh, he's got another one. We're well, having you're, experience. You're, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Exactly, yeah. Unheard of nowadays. Yeah. Well, well, that's the aim, and and look, we've made mistakes as well. Don't don't worry, we're we're still. If if that was was going to be asked about, uh, yes, Sasuke is being worked on. Yes, Jonah is being worked on. So um, so yeah, so so we're, you know, we we've we've uh, we've made our own uh, blues on the way as well, and we're hoping to learn from them. So and that's the important thing, as I said. You are essentially still a new company. You are a new company. Some mistakes are going to happen, but it's how you handle them and, and how you've acted beforehand. As I mentioned, you've not put up a pre-order and then disappeared for two years, have you? Which we've seen elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll, we'll, yeah. We're, we've just tried to, to, as collectors, we, we're, we're trying to, you know, work on a model that, that we'd appreciate and we'd, we'd like to buy from. Yeah, I mean that makes the most sense, isn't it? If you're if you're a wrestling fan, wrestling fan yourself. Um, let me get the other questions done. You two, you two talk amongst yourselves. I'll okay. uh, get other questions up for you. Um, yeah, no. Are, are you a fan of the Hasbro or LJN style? Um, I, I know you were talking about the Hasbros from Japan, but any interesting stories from them that time? Oh, I mean, other than than Hasbro's, what kind of got me into wrestling figure collecting. And even then that was as a, a an adult. Um, I n- never, uh, funnily enough, LJNs, I, I, I do have a couple that belong to my cousin. Lovely. Yeah, I, um, I just showed him my big rubber guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, there's a, there is a, a couple of LJNs that belong to my cousin that I had on display and now my six-year-old son plays with. Um, and I've got my own little wee uh, LJN collection. Um, I'm still working on finishing a, a Hasbro collection. So, so yeah, very, very, very much. I mean, I, I collect a lot of the um, American figure toy lines, so it's not just Japanese figures. Um, and I, I love American wrestling just as much as Japanese wrestling. So, um, it it's just that that's our little corner of the world, I guess. I suppose a, a phone LJN story I may have shared on the pod. I'll, I'll be very quick about it. But there's a white Hulk Hogan and a Kamala, which are quite rare in the UK. But for some reason, bizarrely, they were in our local stores in Ireland 
And uh, I had them as a kid. I found pictures of myself. And I was like, oh my God, I wish I still had that. It's worth loads of money. <laughs> I know you've got your big rubber guys you can you can play with. And I think that's the way that figures tend to be going. Because obviously the Hasbros are great with the points of articulation that you can move them and you can style them and you can position them. But you find a lot of people tend to go with a similar pose on their shelf. Whereas if you can have a figure that's unarticulated, you know what I mean? And then stuck in a pose and also still look as good as the, the big rubber guys do. Um, it's just as good, if not better. No, Dan's a big fan. Uh, right, next question. Uh, Jamil Malik has asked, how many figures can we expect in 2024? Oh, and thank you. M- much like uh, Mick, uh, Jamil is a great supporter of ours. So thank you to both of those guys. I, I- try to um try to keep in touch with both of them as much as possible um oof. i probably going back to to what we talked about earlier we'll, we'll pump out as many as we can but realistically that that's probably somewhere in that six to ten region that's going to be more than most <laughs> yeah, but you take six to ten good figures over like uh six figures or 20 figures which are actually six which are repainted which are <laughs> yeah, yeah you know <laughs> it's definitely that um tyler lyons has asked how do you decide which wrestler to put in the figure line and what would be a dream figure two separate questions oh um i think um there's a there's a few things there uh I mean, and I know we've strayed from it a little bit in terms of putting a few modern wrestlers in, but uh, something that fits aesthetically and time-wise uh, amongst the other figures, um, some, something that's going to look good and something that hopefully we can offer a look that isn't readily available otherwise, which I think is something that we're hoping to go more towards as, as we learn and we grow. Will it be a Dennis Stamp figure from the Beyond the Map documentary? He's, I'm he's not, not booked, booked, Terry. He's damn. <laughs> I, I just, for, from my own point of view and from your answer, which I absolutely accept and respect, do you think you're restricting yourself? With the no. Time? All right. Okay. Oh, look, I, I, I don't think, you know, and, and we can make our own rules a little bit. Um. <laughs> Because, you know, you're going to see Jonah, you're going to see some, you've, you've seen Shingo and hopefully you'll see more New Japan guys. But I think basically anyone that's wrestled in Japan counts. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're not going to absolutely stick to, to legends, but they are also someone that um, they're not going to change their look. And, um, and they are, they are a, a group of people that appeal to collectors in uh, the US, the UK, and Japan alike. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's not like there isn't a dearth to find or people going in and out of contractual mm. arrangements over years and that kind of thing. So, and does that mean that you have a, a full timeline for 24 or 25? Oh, things always change. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a rough one. But, but yeah, we do have basically the next few waves of figures mapped out. Um, a question from, well, it's from me, actually. We can pretend it's from, from Too Hard Gary. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> easier. Um, 
So in regards to like what you guys are doing with um your, your Japan side of things and and other figures, you find that your figure would lend its style to different. I think we spoke to to Mike Canick from Major Bendy's about the like Power Rangers lines and so on that it could spin into. Um, is that something that you guys are open to in in regards to other other lines, or is it just at the moment just concentrating on 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 the couple that you got? Oh, to a point, I I feel like um. I feel like um, Mondo Trash in particular, <coughs> much like Junk Shop Dog, is trying to offer something that people can't otherwise get. And I feel like that soft vinyl style is, um, it's it's a pretty flexible kind of medium uh, and it is kind of a niche product itself. So I, I think we'll just keep working with Junk Shop Dog and try and find some kind of, uh, I guess, cult um, kind of people like John Waters to to work on with that uh, Mondo Trash line, but um, I wouldn't say there's anything else at least at least for the for the short term that um and particularly from a from a license perspective that that we're looking at at the moment. And um, where, where, where's the name from Junk Shop Dog? Uh, it's actually so. I'm I'm one half of Junk Shop Dog. Uh, the other half is is my wife Portia, and um, it started when when we were just selling vintage Japanese stuff. And she's not a big fan of clutter or mess. And um, she said, "Oh, well, why don't you start an Instagram to to get rid of all of this, you know, all of this junk? Um, you know, it can be your Instagram junk shop." And um, and then. Uh, we we might have even been you know watching some Sylvester Ritter matches or something, but um yeah it was all her. Um, she put two and two together and came up with um junk shop dog. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of collectors can um, definitely reside with the or relate to the my my missus told me that I have too much junk around the house. To... It hasn't got any better, put it that way. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, and if it's if you if you're gonna start trying to make a living from it, it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100% the point. Um, any further questions from yourself there, Dan? I think I'm good. I re- what I, I want to say is I really want you to come back around this time next year and we kind of spin back and what as to what we were saying as well because it's, it's such an exciting time or anytime you want if you'd like to do an announcement or want to come back anytime because like, uh, it's really been wonderful to have you on. Like it's not... Uh, it's not often we get to kind of get a company owner that sort of fairly full frontal about oh well I did that wrong I did that wrong and I did that wrong and I'm going to do it right now and I have huge respect for that so like yeah thank, I mean yeah there's, there's there's no point in hiding eh no no, no even, even if you are the other side of the world you could yeah, <laughs> but it builds more of a kind of a like well this person knows what they're doing yeah exactly yeah um yeah, well, so we really appreciate your time. Obviously, it's, it's um, exciting for the future for Junk Shop Dog. Um, we look forward to to hearing what's going to be coming out next. I think that's going to be the the one that everyone's been waiting on. Obviously, after Hogan, where do you go? Unless you reveal a figure of actually Jesus on his birthday, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you go from there? Yeah, it's a it's a big one, but um, but hopefully we're. I thought so. Sorry, Irish uh, Siri. Irish sorry. Siri's turned up. <laughs> Oh, it's just good to have a fourth voice agree with us. But yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean, look, 
all pending approvals hopefully we can we can keep that momentum going with with some some big names both in terms of um japan uh and the united states so um uh yeah that that's that's what we're we're keen to, to keep going and i don't think too many of the names that we're aiming to do um and i know that that sounds a bit airy fairy in terms of not not giving you hard names but um uh, obviously there's an approval process but um i think i think everyone will be happy with what we continue to um to put out there and the and the looks that those people have exactly hey if we're fine with you saying something in the works uh not giving names it's it's better to have a a nicely cooked pie than an undercooked one i guess isn't it yeah that analogy oh, makes sense nobody's gonna come on and accuse you going yeah you're better on your holidays yeah 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 <laughs> your girlfriend goes to a different school does she um <laughs> right um very well, so we appreciate your time. Um, thanks for coming on. We'll hopefully see you in the future. I imagine we've got some big reveals coming up, and uh, obviously we'll keep reporting when we we see the updates for this. Have you got? You mentioned only about the rough time for Hogan. Have you got like a, a an idea end of the year, early next year? Yeah, we've we've put on our website quarter one next year, and there's nothing to suggest that um that that won't be the case. Um, so. <clears throat> Hopefully we've we've managed to navigate that that uh, Chinese New Year problem. Yes, yes. It's a sticky yeah. area. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Adam, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, yeah, Adam. hopefully. Cheers. Thanks, yeah. boys. Thanks,